Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. Today I'm speaking with Samantha Schmidgall, one of our 2019 CCA Soy Envoys and a sales agronomist with the Growmark FS System in Toluca, Illinois. She holds a bachelor's degree in agricultural business from Western Illinois University and enjoys working with growers to create full farm plans unique to their specific environment that will help them be profitable in the future. Welcome, Samantha. It's good to have you here today. Thanks so much, Jill. Today we're talking about biologicals. Now, this is a rapidly expanding sector of crop protection, and there's a lot of information out there for growers to sift through. Can you just start by breaking it down for us, and maybe for those of us who don't know what biologicals are, explaining what they are and how they're classified? You bet. So biologicals is a big space um, and continuing to grow each year. Um, there's basically four main categories that biologicals fall into. So we can look at the biostimulant sector, which is basically doing just that. We're stimulating plant growth. Um, this can be done all the way from the early stages in the soybean plant um, as an applied to the seed treatment or done later to um, more developed plants as well. Biopesticides would be another category of biologicals. This would be insect pheromones, fatty acids. Um, this is used a lot in organic crops, as well as Votivo, which is a product that we use quite a bit in conventional soybeans as well for soybean cyst nematode protection. Biofertilizers would be another category that things uh, that biologicals fall into. This can be applied to both the seed and the soil. This would be oftentimes referred to as like a soil amendment or soil enhancement. Okay. These are oftentimes applied directly to the soil. And then plant growth hormones can also be linked into the biological group as well, or PGRs. This would be your gibberellins, auxins, ethylenes. That would all fall into this category. This is where we see a lot of synthetic biological products as well in the synthetic auxin space. So just like they sound, plant growth hormones are working with the plant to help the plant overcome any limitations in productivity and help increase plant growth, set more flowers and pot in pods um, on a big scale, but on a small scale, they could be doing things like stomata opening and closing that can decrease stress on the plant in either a drought scenario, extreme heat, or extreme wetness. Great. You kind of just led into my next question then. Um, biologicals, the, the term uh, makes you think natural and, and um, naturally produced, but can a biological be synthetically produced? Yes, they absolutely can. So the Biological Product Industry Alliance actually classifies a biological as any product from a natural substance or a synthetic product that's manufactured to mimic a natural substance. So there's plenty of, uh, of products out there that could be classified as a biological. Yes. All right. Um, moving on, can you explain the difference between a plant-based and soil-based biological? So you said there's lots of ways that they can be produced. What, what's that difference between the plant-based and soil-based? So there's actually several different ways that products can be classified based off of how they're made. So when we look at a plant-based biological, 
diving down to, you know, what the initial or original plant-based biologicals, those products are amino acid based, based. They are good. They're a good example because these products are applied directly to the plants themselves through deriving an initial amino acid from a plant where a soil-based biological, those are typically going to be our fulvic acids. When we look at soil organic matter, that powers humic acid, which is made of two things, humic and fulvic acid. The fulvic acid is really what's doing um, the hard work, so to say, of that uh, soil-based biological. So anything that's listed as a fulvic acid would be a soil-based biological. These products are often uh, used, these products are often work best when they are applied directly to the soil, such as like a starter or a pop-up fertilizer next to the seed. Okay, that, now that we've covered our bases there with the, the technicalities, um, why would a grower make an investment in a biological? What, what does it, how does it benefit the growers who use these products? So the biggest thing is actually looking at what the grower's goal is when they want to get into the biological space. There's a lot of different ways that we can do that. So targeting whether they're looking at, you know, increasing nodulation on their soybeans, increasing flowering and pod set, especially in a year like this one where we look like we're going to have a little bit of a shorter growing, growing season with a late spring. Um, I think that there could be a big increase in biological products as well as decreasing stress, um, whether they have a field that's continually stressed year after year or increasing fertilizer uptake. So maybe a field that has poor cation exchange or low organic matter, how can we make the soybean plant work to um, maximize everything that we're putting down in the soil? So really we're just looking at what the grower's goal is to increase their yield and how we can select a product or a, a sector of the biological space to best fit their needs. Great. I think that's interesting that um, that we could see an increase in use in that this year with the late start that growers are getting. Um, I think we, we talked about this being a rapidly expanding sector and many companies are, are getting into this space um, with biologicals. How can a grower determine if the product that they're being sold actually works? There, there are so many products in this space right now. Um, what I would encourage growers to do is make sure that they're working with a company that has credibility. Um, data is huge, and being able to work with a company that's providing you yield data, trial information on the products that you are looking at putting on is, is going to be step number one. Um, a good way for a grower to find out if a, if a company has uh, credentials in this space is to look again at that biological product industry Alliance or the BPIA. Most major suppliers are part of this group. Um, so you're going to see your bears, your FMCs, your um, ABM, uh, Growmark, um, different companies like that are all providing um, products to this group to be looked at through the universities that they work with as well as the U.S. and Canadian government groups as well. Excellent, yeah. If uh, So I'm sure you've seen some of your growers use these products. What are you seeing, seeing out there in the field that um, is working or that you're interested in seeing continue to be used? 
You bet. I think that the seed treatment space has really taken off in the last you know, five to 10 years. Using a seed treatment biological is really easy to add into your current fungicide insecticide seed treatment program. And oftentimes we find that when we pair that biological with a stressed acre, it's triggering something in the plant to either, you know, have better fertilizer uptake or have less stress or put on more pods in those fields that we continue to see challenges year after year. So that's where we're seeing the biggest success across my area. Um, another place that we are seeing success is using some seed box applied biologicals as well. So instead of applying directly with the fungicide and insecticide seed treatment, this would be something that you would add in to your box um, instead of your traditional graphite or talc that's providing an inoculant as well. So examples of that would be like sabrics, or you can add quick roots to um, your planter box with your soybeans, and we're seeing good yield increases and some visual response from those products. That's great. So if you're, if you're going to advise a grower to invest in a biological, uh, is the seed treatment category the, t- the type of products that would be easiest to apply um, and offer the greatest return on investment, or what would that category be? I would say the seed treatment sector would be the first one that I would look at. Um, number one, it's the easiest one to incorporate into your operation, whether you're having it upstream applied with your fungicide insecticide or it's something that you're putting in an inductor on your seed tender to get out in the field and make sure things that are evenly distributed. Um, ROI is a little bit touchy when it comes to biologicals. So when we look at the data of some of these products, the main thing that I advise my growers to do is we want to look at larger scale acre trials, say something like 10 acres or more versus a small strip trial where they're, where companies are sometimes looking at just an acre or two treated with product versus untreated. We want to make sure that when we're using these biological products that we're expanding across variability in the soil because that's where they're really going to shine when they're helping the soybeans perform more uniformly over a variable environment. Going back to like the plant-based versus soil-based biologicals. Um, Acceleron B200 is a product that's really widely used in addition to fungicide and insecticide. A lot of times it's something growers see on their seed tag that they don't even you know, know is in their soybeans. And that is actually a plant-derived flavonoid. However, the flavonoid attracts and stimulates beneficial microbes in the soil which promotes nodulation and nitrogen fixation. So it increases nutrient availability and uptake for the soybean plant. So that's an example of something that is plant-derived. However, it is increasing activity in the soil. So it can get a little confusing when we're looking at a plant-based biological versus a soil-based biological when we're looking at, you know, what, these products are comprised of versus what the goal of the product is to do. Great. Well, thank you, Samantha, for taking time today to share your insights with us. You bet. Thanks, Joe. Again, that was Samantha Schmidgall, 2019 CCA Soy Envoy, speaking about biologicals. If you're interested in this topic or any other soybean management resources, you can visit www.illsoyadvisor.com. 
That's ilsoyadvisor.com to learn more. This has been an Ilsoy Advisor podcast. Thanks for tuning in.